Shadow Games Codex Necrons, 3rd edition Pages 8 and 9 Written by Phil Kelly In deep space, twenty light-years from the nearest star system, Craftworld Alatok glided on its course. Kilometre after kilometre of flowing wraithbone, gleaming domes and towering spires. Its real size could only be guessed by comparing it with the swarms of vessels that accompanied it. Even the mighty void stalkers seemed like minnows beside a leviathan. It was one of the last strongholds of a dying race. But the Eldar of Alatok were not ready to pass over yet. And, within its hidden star chamber, measures were being taken to stave off another threat to their existence. Farsia Aladrios Colcassian was ancient even by Eldar standards, yet he had come to the star chamber to be one with the infinity circuit and to let his mind walk among spirits that had known the beauty of the Eldar homeworlds and the terror of the fall. Their presence carried an aura of tragedy that struck hard at Eladrios. Only the most urgent need was sufficient for him to commune with them, and then, only here, in the silence and solitude of the star chamber, where he was shielded from the great enemy, and knew that what he heard and saw was the truth. With studied deference, Eladrios took a spirit stone from within his robes and laid it on a crystal plinth. The stone was set in an electrum clasp, scribed with the symbol of Clan Colcassian. Eladrios wore one just like it on his breast. The other had belonged to his sister. It was empty, but still served to remind him of her, and of the abomination that had hunted her down. Hers was one spirit he would not meet in the circuit. For a few moments before immersing himself in the infinity circuit, Eladrios meditated to purge his mind of everything except the journey he must take. For centuries, Eldar Farseers had dreaded the Monkai Psyche Killers, the Calexus Assassins. The Calexus were psychic nulls Carriers of the pariah gene, a trait that debilitated psychers in proximity to them. That the greatest minds of the Eldar could be hunted down and slaughtered was a source of shame and terror. No stone had been left unturned in the search for the lair of these abominations, and it had been Eladrios who had coordinated the search. That search could now be over. Calmly, he pushed his expectation and excitement down, and, with a gentle psychic nudge, forced his consciousness and soul into the spirit stone that acted as the interface to the craft world's infinity circuit. Aladrios's mind journeyed along the infinity circuit, briefly sensing, then passing, the myriad spirits of his craft world, before reaching out to find one particular infinity circuit linked to the eternal matrix. The journey was not an easy one, 
beset with long-lost friends and comrades, but Eladrios pressed on, driven by his solemn sense of purpose. Eventually, his consciousness tumbled into the infinity circuit of the legacy of Eldenesh, a shadow-class cruiser operating far from the nearest warp tunnel. Even as Eladrios connected with it, he felt the dread that permeated every spirit stone and every living soul aboard. The spirit of Iranian, 17th master of the legacy of Eldenesh, acknowledged him. Communication was difficult, as Iranian and the rest of the legacy's crew, living or dead, were in torpor, paralyzed by the horror which they had tracked down. Eladrios gently reached out through the wraithbone to the cruiser's instruments, quickly finding what he had come for. Outside, still distant, was a planet, long since hurled into deep space by the death of its sun. The orphan world had been snared by the gravity well of a singularity, not enough to drag it in, but enough to change its course so that it was gradually arcing back towards the galactic centre. Eladrios tried to turn his mind's eye to the world, but he could not. In the star chamber, Eladrios's body shivered uncontrollably. In the infinity circuit of the legacy of Eldenesh, his mind and soul fought the overwhelming urge to flee, to return to his body safe in the shielded star chamber, never to look upon the orphan world again. The planet was a void to him. Normally, his mind's eye would see beyond the mundane, revealing past, present, and future as a panorama of possibility. He would see the auras of the living and the spirits of the recent dead. He would see intent, ambition, hopes and fears, all mirrored in the warp. The exiled world was just rock, though, scarred by the absence of any warp reflection at all. Looking at it, it was as though the universe had suddenly become a monochrome, soundless place. Eladrios knew, then, that his quest neared its end. This planet was what he had been searching for for so long. Somewhere, probably beneath the surface, was the Calexus Temple. Throughout his long search, he had dreamed of reducing this den of monsters to a charred ruin. Now, he stood at that moment, and still the training and discipline of the path of the Farseer guided his actions. Before making an irrevocable action, he must always consider the consequences. His precognitive powers led him along the paths of fate, examining the possible outcomes of destroying the orphan world. He expected to see an age free of fear, the vindication of the path he had followed. Impatiently, he projected his thoughts down a dozen or more alternate futures, stemming from the Calexus's destruction. But the only common consequence was a vision of Alatok, her towers 
cast down, her domes smashed, burning in space. For a long, agonized moment, the infinity circuit of the legacy of Eldinesh resounded with his scream of rage and grief. The Eldar had lived with grief since the fall. In comparison to that, Eladrios knew that what he felt was his own frustrated pride. He steadied himself and calmly gave up the work of centuries for the sake of the future. With a word to the crew, the legacy of Eldenesh was turned about, and with each passing second, the pall of fear that had so paralyzed the crew subsided. But neither they nor Eladrios dared to look back. The star chamber felt chill as Eladrios rejoined his body. It was more than just cold sweat on his skin. A thin veneer of crystal had crept up his arms. He had been gone for a dangerously long time, and it took all his will to reinvigorate his body, pulling it back from the brink to which he had pushed it. As the crystal lattice faded back into pale flesh, he considered what he had seen. How could the execution of the Monkai Temple destroy a Latok? If it was within the power of the Imperials to destroy a Latok, then they would have already done it, for no purpose other than their ignorant hatred. The answer must lie in the origins of the Calexus. Eladrios had walked many paths in his span, and knew secrets that were otherwise the province of the Black Library alone. He had pondered the riddle-laden mysteries entrusted to him by his kin within the Infinity Circuit, until the ancient legends made sense. Long ago, before the fall, the Monkey were nothing. They were comical tree beasts, part of the ecosystem of their world, but with no greater role defined for them by the Old Ones. That was before the God War between the Catan-led Necrons and the Old Ones, supported by their successor races, had almost consumed the galaxy. In the aftermath of the conflict, many worlds were devastated, and it took time to rebuild them. In this power vacuum, the lesser creations of the Old Ones, such as the Monkey, developed in unforeseeable ways. Raw, elemental evolution took a hold, turning these noisy but harmless beasts into the life-form that now infested a million worlds. The Eldar had let them be. Perhaps they were reluctant to harm what little life remained. But others were not. Legends said that the Devoured Ones had sown a terrible crop in ages past. Now it was growing to fruition, and the harvesters were being readied. You have been listening to Shadow Games, written by Phil Kelly, narrated by R.J. Bailey. 
Thank you to Phil Kelly for writing this fiction that I grew up with. Thank you to Graham McNeil for helping attribute the right authors to their individual stories. This production, like all of Oldex, is entirely unofficial and uncommercial, from an out-of-print publication, is a derivative work with all copyrights owned by Games Workshop, and is a celebration of the hobby and lore I grew up with. If you have suggestions for other Oldex fiction for me to narrate on this channel, you can comment or contact me on Twitter at RJ Bailey. Links are in the show description. You can follow Phil Kelly on Twitter at Phil Kelly Words. You can and should follow Graham McNeil on Twitter at Graham McNeil, and you can find his website at GrahamMcNeil.com. <laughs>